It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. Uh, so happy to be here and so happy not to be congested like last week and super sick. Want to thank everybody who did reach out to me. Uh, I was very sick last week, but thankfully, it was not COVID because with the job I do, having taken last Thursday and Friday off from work, I had to go to the doctor on Friday just to figure out what was going on. Turns out it was a basic cold, but I did have to get the rapid COVID test. So that was something that was definitely an experience to show up at the doctor's office, pull my mask down out in the back of my doctor's office. I didn't even know there was a back to this place as well, but pulling my car around back, then calling them, waiting on the nurse. And then the nurse comes out and has this giant Q-tip that she then shoves up both of my nose, both both of my nostrils, and scrapes the back of my brain, and then called me about 30 minutes later and was like, hey, you're, you're COVID negative, you're good, which is a good thing, because apparently uh, one of my friends that I actually was hanging out with uh, the week prior did end up testing positive for COVID this past weekend. So uh, I was around somebody who, I guess, you know, through a little bit of contact tracing, in a way, I would have had to get tested anyway. Uh, I don't think he had it at the time that we were t- in the same room together and hanging out. But yeah, a friend of mine did end up getting it. So it was that weird little overlay of I got sick, then I got my test, then he found out he was COVID positive and had a breakthrough case, and I didn't, luckily. So yeah, thank you all again who did reach out. Uh, asking because I know I I listened back to it and yeah I definitely should not have been at work definitely could have taken a break from the episode but wanted to bring you that episode last week and excited to be back this week Uh, there's a lot to get to we do have some news and notes things of that nature in the entertainment world Uh, probably not going to go so heavy on the entertainment stuff because one of the big stories this uh, past week has obviously been the Alec Baldwin uh, the incident on set for his latest movie, and don't really want to touch a lot of that, but there are some things. Do want to get to some news and notes going on in the entertainment world, but I did mention last week this was going to be a very special week. We dive more into the Halloween stuff, more into the spooky stuff, so yeah, I got a bit of a Halloween episode lined up for y'all. We're going to talk ghost. We're going to talk some, some things that have happened in some of our favorite horror movies, some things that you might not know. Maybe you do know them, but some fun facts about Uh, some of our favorite scary movies. But I do want to start things off with the traditional, what's new in your world? Hopefully things are good. Hopefully you haven't been sick. Hopefully you didn't have to get the COVID test and get that stick jammed up your nose uh, and and the back of your brain screen. I will say this, when they did the COVID test though, I was super congested that as much as it sucked, there was a part of it that was relieving and and it's like I told my parents, it felt like they just scraped whatever congestion I had in, in, in my head. It felt like they scraped it right out off of my brain. So for that like 30 minutes after they did, they, they, they took their sample, I felt good. I could actually breathe through my nose. It was the first time I could breathe through my nose in, in about three days. So that was kind of the only positive to it, but... Uh, hopefully you haven't had any of those tests done. Hopefully you've been uh, very healthy and haven't been sick because this has been a crazy time. I know 
Uh, I, I know a lot of people in my life have been starting to pick up that common cold. I mentioned my friend thought he had the common cold. Turned out it was a breakthrough case. So uh, hopefully you're staying healthy and fine wherever you are. And hopefully you got a chance to see Dune, which was the number one movie in America this past weekend. And we'll talk Dune a little bit later on. Some Zendaya fans not happy with the Dune movie that's out right now. I unfortunately, though, because I was sick, do not have a review for Dune this week. Uh, sorry, just wasn't going to go out to the movies and wasn't feeling totally up to it as well. Even though I knew I was COVID negative, I still on Saturday and Sunday just felt it was appropriate to lay low, do some things just with the girlfriend and did not get a chance to see Dune. So hoping to see that soon because we do know that Dune 2 is in the works for 2023 and then inevitably I would assume that Dune 3 is going to be coming down the road probably by 2025 because uh, this Dune film was a planned trilogy. So, uh, But again, we'll talk a little more of that in the Zendaya news that I got later on. Uh, As far as everything else goes, been doing a lot of Halloween rewatches, a lot of movies getting ready because this Sunday is Halloween. So finally got to watch The Lost Boys this year. It's taken a while. I don't know why I waited this late into the Halloween season. Usually usually that's one of my first go-to Halloween movies, but finally rewatched The Lost Boys, and damn, that movie is just so good. So good. It never gets old. Uh, also introduced The Girlfriend to a couple first-time watches for her, rewatches for me. Freddy vs. Jason showed her that. She very much enjoyed it, but not to the level that like I do. Because I had to like explain those things to her, where I'm like, "You see where you see where these characters are. You see this the, this hospital. Yeah, this is from from Dream Warriors. This is from Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, the one you won't watch with me. Uh, which I did rewatch that one actually earlier in the day before we watched Freddy vs Jason because it was the day I was homesick. So last Thursday I rewatched Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, uh, my second favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie, Dream Warriors. Although it could be my first as well. Again, I kind of flip-flopped that one. Uh, Dream Warriors and the original one as my one and two. But watch Nightmare 3. So, you know, was explaining those things to her. Uh, you know, the the, the hypnosil and stuff like that. Like, hey, this is all things that were introduced in the franchise that I wanted you to see before we watched these. But you kind of weren't into the idea of watching uh, some of these sequels with me. So... Uh, let me just explain it to you now. But she dug Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, that was a fun little rewatch. Mentioned I rewatched Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. I also rewatched Halloween 4 and 5 just because everybody with the hate, as I mentioned last week, everybody with the hate on Halloween Kills made me kind of go down a rewatch of some of the other Halloween films. And I'll say this after watching Halloween 4 and 5 again. Halloween Qu- Kills is is no better or no worse than any of those two films. Either one of those two. No better, no worse. So this idea that Halloween Kills is somehow worse than Halloween Resurrection when Buster Rhymes is kung fu fighting Michael Myers and all that crap, let it go. It's it's old, it's tiring at this point, and you just want to scream for the sake of screaming because you can scream and you could scream into the Twitterverse and we all know what Twitter is. It's just a cesspool of angry people that hate each other that all circle around the wagons of we hate something, so now let's bully people into thinking that if we scream at them enough, we can change their opinion. So yeah, Halloween 4 and 5, no better, no worse than what Halloween Kills does. Uh, 
But one movie that I did rewatch usually doesn't end up on my Halloween rewatch because I saw a lot of it as a kid. And it's not because I hate the movie or anything like that. Uh, was Hocus Pocus. Rewatched that one this year. And I'm a little upset at myself for, for taking so many years off watching that film because I actually forgot how much I do enjoy that movie. I think just growing up, that was the one scary movie, quote unquote, to say, horror movie that my mom enjoyed watching. So I watched that a lot growing up with her. So I think I think it just hit a point where for me that became one of those I've seen this too much. I don't really care anymore, even though I watched The Lost Boys for like the the hundredth thousandth time. But there was just something about Hocus Pocus that for the past few years I hadn't watched it. Gave it a watch this year. It was the girlfriend's first time seeing that one as well, which again, every time I talk to her, I'm more and more impressed where I'm like, wait, so you've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you've never seen Hocus Pocus? And I'm not talking Jessica Biel, Texas Chainsaw. Like, you've seen the to- Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. But you never saw Hocus Pocus. So maybe that played into it as well, my enjoyment of rewatching that film. But it is an enjoyable film, Hocus Pocus. I also noticed that for me, I feel like Hocus Pocus is the type of movie that it works really well, but it's never shot or filmed like a scary movie. It's shot more like a comedy. That was just my takeaway. I felt like it was shot more of like a comedy. So that's what happens. You know, you don't watch it for years, I guess. And then you end up rewatching it. You notice some different things. But uh, she dug Hocus Pocus. I had a good time rewatching that. Uh, It is the final push, though. So hopefully I can get her to sit down and watch a little Halloween three with me. uh, Do my Tom Atkins night. I know I got Night of the Creeps lined up. A little creep show as well. Might throw on The Fog and Escape from New York that day as well but uh, I got the final Halloween movie he's going to make the push on in these coming days the Evil Dead's going to be a part of that Uh, the original Halloween is going to be a part of that as well so uh, definitely getting ready for the spooky season Uh, I know we uh, I was hoping to finish it yesterday before recording this but didn't get a chance to and I didn't get a chance to see the new episode of Chucky which first two episodes of Chucky have been chef's kiss so I only expect episode three that aired last night is going to be another one of those mwah, chef kiss episodes. But started finally watching Midnight Mass. Wanted to watch it for the Halloween season. It became that show that the girlfriend kept saying, I want to watch it, but then wouldn't commit with me to a time for watching it. So, But because she expressed the interest in it, I knew I couldn't just start watching it when she wasn't around because inevitably... What ended up happening happened where it circled back and she finally was like, I let's watch this. We have to start this before Halloween season ends. So got through the first five episodes of that just ended on a crazy where I was like, you know what? This is a perfect place to end because that is a wild ending. That is a heart wrenching ending. We're both in tears. We need to hold off because the next episode's the penultimum. Uh, the penultimate and then and then boom we're gonna move into the finale of the of the show so uh, still got two episodes to watch was hoping to watch them yesterday but apparently uh, Monday and Tuesday really wore me out because the minute I stopped moving yesterday and sat down it was about 4 30 I just passed out and didn't wake up until 2 30 uh, an hour before my alarms 
start to go off for work. So uh, I, 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 I hopefully we'll get a chance to finish it this evening. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably see my reaction instantly afterwards. But I have definitely been digging Midnight Mass. At this point, I'm just com- convinced Mike Flanagan can do no wrong. Can do no wrong. All right. So before we uh, hit some of these news stories I got lined up for the day, I thought it would be fun, as I mentioned, celebrate a little Halloween, celebrate the season, get into the spooky and stuff like that. And uh, one way to do that is to uh, dive into 10 fascinating facts about some horror movies uh, that you might not know. A way to celebrate the Halloween season. Uh, you know, so nothing too crazy here, but just 10 fun facts for you. Uh, first fact I got, maybe you've known this one, uh, but The Exorcist was the first horror movie ever to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar, and that happened in 1974. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, another fun little horror movie fact for you, the second one I got, Stanley Kubrick allegedly typed out all 500 of the all work and no play makes Jack a dull bowl dull boy pages for the shining movie another fun movie fact for you the third one i got psycho the first american film to show a toilet on screen and the first you can hear a toilet flushing so way to go psycho putting bathrooms and toilets on the map in the movie industry uh fourth horror movie fact for you you know that last scene in carrie spoiler if you don't But the last scene in Carrie, the hand erupts from the grave. The hand is actually Sissy Spacex. She was adamant about doing her own handwork that she actually was buried underground. And that is her hand at the end of the movie jumping up there to do the shot. Another fun horror movie fact for you as we get closer to Halloween. Steven Spielberg was convinced that his DVD copy of Paranormal Paranormal Activity was haunted because his bedroom door locked by itself. All right, I, I'll admit, that's that's kind of creepy. I, I don't know what I would do if I was watching a movie about paranormal activity and then my bedroom door locked all by itself. Uh, six fun fast fact, the iconic Buffalo Bill dance in The Silence of the Lambs. Not originally in the script, even though it was in the book. It was the actor, Ted Levin, uh, Levine, I don't know why I called him leaving. <laughs> uh, the guy who played Buffalo Bill, he insisted they include it to help explain the character and has forever put goodbye horses on my Halloween playlist because I can never hear that song without thinking of that sequence in The Silence of the Lambs. Uh, another fun horror movie fact for you. Uh, this one, not really that crazy. Uh, but my little research team put it on here, uh, was the shark in Jaws doesn't appear in full until one hour and 21 minutes into the movie, and that's obviously because the shark rarely worked while filming, so the scenes got limited, uh, and, you know, we could I could have a whole conversation about why that actually makes Jaws such a great film, unlike Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, and Jaws 4, which famously bought Michael Caine a house. Uh, The eighth fun fact about horror movies that you might not know, Wes Craven did not like the ending to A Nightmare on Elm Street. He wanted it to end with Nancy killing Freddy. The studio wanted an ending that teased a sequel. They compromised. That's the ending that we know with the convertible, 
with Freddie Stripes driving on off into the distance with the kids. Uh, ninth spooky movie, horror movie fact. This one is actually wild. I mentioned that I rewatched The Blob not too long ago. Well, turns out The Blob is based on a supposedly real incident that happened in 1950 in Philadelphia. Police officers came across a purple jelly-like mass that they saw falling from the sky, then it vanished. Even the FBI were involved, and a press conference was held. That's how real life that incident truly was. So, no idea, no no word, though, if people actually went missing and the blob grew and all that, but it's based on a real-life story, so there might be a blob somewhere in the world right now that we don't know about. Uh, and your last fact uh, that I got for you today some scary movie facts for you. Uh, the movie The Craft. They had an actual witch hired as a consultant for The Craft so that they could make it more realistic. So there you go. Some 10 horror movie, scary movie facts for you as we head into the Halloween weekend. Maybe some of these movies you're going to be watching and now you can drop that little tidbit. If you're watching Carrie at the end of the movie when your friends start screaming, be like, that's Sissy SpaceX hand. If you're watching Psycho, which I save Psycho for Christmas because, well, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, but if you're watching Psycho and you see that toilet and you hear it flush, be like, hey, that's the first time the toilet was ever shown on the big screen. And that's the first time you ever heard one flush in a movie as well. Uh, or maybe you're watching Nightmare on Elm Street and you're like, yeah, this ending was a compromise, which, you know, honestly doesn't sound too crazy when you think about it. Uh, some other Halloween fun stuff for you with Halloween right around the corner. There's a new poll out that I thought was pretty interesting. In fact, 2,000 Americans got polled and it was asking about their belief in the paranormal. And this poll found out that 63% of us believe in some type of paranormal activity. Over half of us think ghosts are real and a surprise number of people believe in some other things as well, like vampires and werewolves according to this poll. So I mentioned 63 of us believe in some type of paranormal activity. Uh, 57% of Americans say that they do believe that ghosts exist. 49% have said that they've even felt a presence of a ghost before. Now, I don't know if you know this about me, but over on Haunter's podcast, the other show I do about spooky things more so, uh, I'm a seasoned ghost hunter at this point. I think it's safe to say that now because we actually did a ghost hunting event once for one of our specialty shows. And yeah, I, I can tell you, uh, ghosts are real. And I have definitely felt the presence of a ghost. Zach can attest to that over at Haunter's podcast. So can his wife, Brooke. Uh, we we experienced it when we did that. But I even had experienced it long before that. I 100% believe ghost exists. Uh, it comes from my Roman Catholicism upbringing, my Catholic aspect of life, but just having experiences as well. Like I, I didn't, even if you exclude the Catholicism aspect of my life, I've had many encounters with weird moments that could only be explained by it being a supernatural presence or being or something in the room with me. And I've had that feeling as well. I know that I've had a presence before, even before that night that I had the ghost readers and the meters and all the toys and stuff like that that ghost hunters use. I've I've had the experiences 
long before that. Long before that. So yeah, 57% of Americans believe ghosts exist, and uh, almost half of us have had some type of uh, feeling of a presence nearby. Now, I mentioned the vampires and werewolves things. Yeah, the poll also found out that 22% of us think that vampires are real. So just over one in five people believe that vampires are real. And I'm going to be honest. I believe vampires are real. I've been watching Midnight Mass, like I said. Uh, Also, 22% of people say werewolves are real. And again, 22% of people think zombies are real, which I don't think that's crazy. I've been planning for the zombie apocalypse for years. I've got an actual zombie apocalypse plan. And thankfully for shows like The Walking Dead, I am totally prepared for when the world goes to shit and we all have to start picking sides. I'm probably going to end up on Negan's side for a while, but I'm quickly going to be like, Rick, you could save me, Rick. Come on, Rick. Uh, So, yeah. 22% of people believe vampires, werewolves, and zombies are real. Now, this poll did ask about non-Halloween stuff. Turns out 39% of us think aliens have visited Earth. Again, I'm in that 39% of that. I believe aliens have come to Earth before. I don't think it's as, you know, a common thing as it once was. But, yeah, I believe that they came here. I believe that there are absolutely advanced beyond our wildest dreams civilizations out there that can do that type of travel and they did the earth they came to earth uh 27 of us believe in bigfoot again i believe in bigfoot 22 percent also say the loch ness monster is real i believe in lock i believe in locky i know nessie's there man nessie is absolutely real for sure so uh there's really just ended up being a poll of everything that i believe exists Uh, Now, 55% of people think a full moon makes people behave in a strange way. Yeah, agreed. But I think that there's actually science behind that as well. I don't think that's just one of those, like, do you believe it? Kind of like the idea of we haven't had vampires or werewolves or zombies really confirmed in that way yet that we know them from Hollywood. But I believe that the full moon thing has been proven because it has everything to do with the full, like the tides and the water and all of that. And I believe that there has been actual proof to that. Uh, the poll also found out 56% think that some people can see and predict the future. Um, again, saw final destination. Yeah. I think that's a thing. 51% of people as well think it's possible to read someone's mind. That's the one that I'm like, "Mm, I don't really know about. I don't know if you can really read my mind. You might be able to see the future predict the future but i don't know if you can really read my mind so yeah some fun little halloween stuff for you all thought that would be a good uh good way to celebrate the season but uh with that being said let's get into some of the news and notes of uh this past week in entertainment and again i mentioned i don't, I don't want to focus too much in uh really anything in on what happened with the alec baldwin film so uh, let's let's just start with this right here. The, one of the first things I got for you is Warner Brothers is going to make their own video game inspired by Super Smash Brothers, and it could potentially let you pit Shaggy from Scooby-Doo against Batman. Uh, the working title for the game is Multiverses. Not many details are known. It's allegedly being made on a tight budget and has already been tested with some fans but it's worth mentioning that Warner Brothers has yet to make a formal announcement. It sure reminds us, though, uh, 
how many characters the studio has at their disposal, like Gandalf, Tom and Jerry, stuff like that. So I hope this is a thing because, man, this would be a really cool game. I, I would very much get down with a little Warner Brothers, Super Smash Bros. Uh, style IP game that they have. It just, I love Smash Bros, man. Like, and I would love to get on the PlayStation Network with a group of friends and be Batman and somebody's Shaggy and somebody's Gandalf and somebody else is It and somebody else is, you know, Jason and so on and so forth. But yeah, could be a Warner Brothers, Smash Brothers style game in the near future. So I mentioned Zendaya earlier. I mentioned fans were in a tizzy, uh, Zendaya fans, that is. And it's because if you have not seen Dune, this is a bit of a spoiler, I'm sorry, but Zendaya is only in about seven minutes of the movie. I won't say where she pops up, but of course, Zendaya fans taking to Twitter, not happy. One person said that they're tired of seeing Zendaya paraded for press and not given the time and material she deserves. Another one said, now see all the Dune fans coming out like, well, if you had read the book, you know the character isn't. I don't want to read the book. I want to see Zendaya. That person, that's not exactly the flex that they think it is, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, of course, there's plenty of time, as I mentioned earlier, for Zendaya to shine because this is part one of a trilogy. Part two is scheduled for October of 2023. So you got to imagine Zendaya going to have more time in the sequel 100%. Uh, and I, I kind of vaguely remember joking. I, I don't know if I said it out loud or if I just maybe thought this in my head, but I kind of vaguely remember saying something or having the thought of, I bet that this is all we get of Zendaya because of how heavy they leaned into that aspect of things, making it seem like Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya were like on this journey to meet and all of this. And I was like, I bet that's a bit of a swerve. Because, you know, you watch enough trailers, you start to pick up on some of the little cues and all that stuff. Because, again, a trailer is supposed to tell us. The point of a trailer is to tell you the entire movie before you see the movie. And the reason for that is, take a film like Dune. I'm not, I like sci-fi stuff, but I'm not sitting there like, man, I read the Dune books. I'm so ready for this. You know, it's not one of those scenarios for me. So, for me, all I know of Dune is, it's science fiction. That's it. Science fiction, planets, battles, stuff like that. That's about as far as I know. But the trailers for the movie gave me a great idea of what I was going into, which is why I feel like I, I must have had the thought of being like, mm, Zendaya's just featured a little too much in this, it's probably because this is all she's got. I said it with Jurassic World, with Jeff Goldblum. I said, I'm going to be livid when we walk into that movie and we find out that this trailer gave us all of Jeff Goldblum's parts in that movie. And it did. It 100% did. But again, I've, I've heard from, I haven't personally spoken to people in the industry, but I've heard people from the industry discuss that trailer's intention is to make the person that is not interested in the movie know what they are going in to see know that from the beginning to the end, this is what I'm seeing. This is this, this, and that. So it's why some trailers are great. Yes, some trailers. I know the Scream writer said that they did a whole misdirect with their trailer. Sweet. I like that. I agree. Some trailers give away too much. Again, I always circle back to Jurassic World with this. 
uh, the second one, Fallen Kingdom, that is, with, I called that they gave us all of Jeff Goldblum in that trailer. Because everybody went, Jeff Goldblum's back. I went, yeah, but you're going to be really pissed when you go in there and you realize that everything from the trailer is all that you have of him. And people were pissed. But at the same time, when that trailer came out, that's part of what makes me angry about that movie is that they didn't just give you the bookend of Jeff Goldblum in the beginning and the end of the trailer. They literally gave you the last five minutes of the, like, the last four minutes of that movie in the fucking trailer. It's all in it. Go rewatch the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer. The entire ending is in there. All the shots of the dinosaurs out in the real world. Again, sorry, spoiler for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom if you didn't see it. But all those dinosaurs, all those shots, the T-Rex out in the world, all of that, that is all in the trailer. And at the end of the trailer, indicating that this is going to be the end of the movie. So it really kind of made me, made me mad uh, and plays a lot into... I don't actually, let me take back, plays a lot, plays a part of why I do not enjoy that movie as much as I do Jurassic World, uh, the the first one with Chris Pratt in them. Why I'm a little more picky at Fallen Kingdom, that plays a part into it. Uh, some other news and notes from the week, uh, the creator of Squid Games, apparently not a fan of LeBron James or Space Jam 2, uh, because I... I Guess LeBron James and Anthony Davis got caught on camera during a basketball game talking about Squid Games. They didn't like the ending. Well, the show's creator has come out and said, uh, have you seen Space Jam 2? But then proceeded to ask LeBron James, or proceeded to say, I should say, LeBron James is cool and can say what he wants. I respect that. I'm very thankful he watched the whole series, but I wouldn't change my ending. Maybe he could make his own sequel. I'll check it out. And maybe send him a message saying, I liked your whole show, except the ending. So yeah, Squid Games director. Apparently uh, likes LeBron, but not a big fan of LeBron James right now. Uh, some other cool news and notes. Keanu Reeves continues to be the coolest man in Hollywood. Uh, production just wrapped on John Wick 4 in Paris. And now we're seeing the gif that Keanu Reeves got for his stunt team. Uh, he gave his four-man stunt crew Rolex watches to celebrate finishing John Wick 4. Now, each watch does have an etching on the back that says the John Wick 5 with the stuntman's name. And thank you, Keanu, JW4 2021. Uh, one of the stuntmen called it, quote, the best rap gift ever. And another said, quote, got the new, new thank you, bro, KR for Keanu Reeves. So, yeah, Keanu Reeves. Just continuing to be the coolest freaking guy uh, in all of Hollywood out there. And at this point, I don't expect anything less from Neo. Uh, some other news and notes. The Nightmare on Elm Street house is up for sale. So you could go live where Freddie came for Nancy and all the other uh, women and people that lived in that house over the years. Uh, it's just going to set you back a little bit, only $3.25 million. That's how much it's going to cost you for the two-story house that was used only for the exterior shots, by the way, of Nancy's house in the first two movies, uh, as well as Freddy vs. Jason and so on. It's been used a couple times. It is located in, in L.A., has three bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, also has a guest house and a pool in the backyard, and it'll make the perfect 
for the perfect house for the movie marathons um and not to mention the dreams that come when you live in that house (laughs) uh and finally my last bit of uh news and notes i have today before we wrap up this episode bill murray is the latest actor or i should say the last actor you'd expect to see in a marvel movie but it appears he has confirmed that he will be in an mcu film In fact, Murray uh, is going to be in the next Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Now, what brought him to the project is what is actually starting to get the headlines because Murray, when doing the interview, said that he met with director Peyton Manning, or Peyton Manning, haha, football, with director Peyton Reed, whom he found, quote, funny, humble, and everything you want from a director. But Murray also went on to explain that he admires some of Peyton's past work more specifically, brr, it's cold outside. He's a fan of the cheerleader movie, Bring It On, which Bill Murray calls, quote, a damn good film. So Bill Murray coming to the MCU, but only because of the fact that he's a fan of Bring It On and the director of the Ant-Man movies was the guy who brought us Bring It On. That is the weirdest connection ever craziest connection in my eyes but so damn cool to know that somewhere bill murray owns bring it on probably on like dvd blu-ray even the vhs copy of it all that stuff but that bill murray is a fan of bring it on and he's right it is a damn good film bring it on uh which does remind me i thought there was that bring it on horror movie that was coming out this year uh for sci-fi network but let me, let me see if I can find that. Bring It On scary movie. But yeah, Bill Murray, a fan of Bring It On. Now, if you're wondering, does this mean he's going to be sticking around in the MCU? Doesn't seem like it. He went on to talk in that interview that uh, he says, I've at least tried out what it's like to shoot a Marvel movie. I don't think I need that experience a second time. So it, it appears this is going to be a one and done for Bill. But yeah, Bill Murray, who famously is like the hardest person to get to commit to your movies, all that stuff, uh, got in for the new Ant-Man film and agreed to be in it. I'm going to guess a little cameo or whatever, probably just was there for one day to film, but is in the Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, all because he's a fan of Bring It On, which is director Peyton Reed's early one of his early works. Uh, and yeah, it looks like the slasher movie spinoff at sci-fi network was a thing. Um, I just can't get a date on when it was supposed to come though. I, I, th- I really thought it was supposed to be for this year revealed in the films, 2021 sci-fi revealed the scary new installment of the bring it on franchise. Oh, it will air the Halloween title. Okay. Bring It On Halloween, the spinoff will air in 2022, so this is next year. Uh, They made the announcement this year that they're doing it next year. So yeah, there we go. I knew that there was a scary movie version of the Bring It On franchise on the way, but there you have it. Bill Murray going to the MCU, though, all because of the first Bring It On. Thank you, Kirsten Dunst. Thank you, Gabrielle Union. Thank you, Eliza Dushku. Uh, And thank you, Peyton Reed, for bringing bring it on to the big screen uh and now bill murray into the mcu 
So there you have it. Thank you so much again for hanging out this week with the Mr. Wonderful Show. Have a happy Halloween. Uh, Enjoy your spookies. I'm going to go home and watch Host, which is absolutely a terrifying movie on the Shudder streaming service. And if you don't have Shudder, go listen to Haunter's podcast. You might be able to find yourself a little promo code to enjoy Shudder for these final days of the season. Have a great one, everybody. Peace and love. Happy spookies. 